Welcome to Greenlight Pod. I'm your host, Chris Long. Um, recording, not live, taped uh, from Greenlight Studios here in Virginia. Yeah, um, you know what has hit the fan, and uh, it's getting weird. I, I never like to be an overreactive person. Um, you know, I, I don't like to be a sensationalist. I certainly don't like to do that when I do podcasts, and I don't like to do that in my own life. I've tried to stay really measured about this thing. You know, I think it's, it's obvious that if you're healthy, this isn't as big a scare for you individually. There's a whole, you know, section of the population that should be very concerned about this. So I'm taking it, um, I'm taking it that way. Uh, I'm thinking about the people that are at risk, you know, to contract this virus and have a much worse outcome than possibly me or somebody my age. Um, and it's still scary. I mean, it, it's, it's a serious thing. Uh, but I, I do think about there, there are a lot of people who can't just brush this off right now. It is a pandemic. I tend to listen to people like scientists or like the World Health Organization um, or doctors. Um, like those are people I tend to listen to. So I'm not going to go conspiracy theory, um, you know, media gaslighting on the coronavirus. Uh, when I was in Tanzania, I, um, one night going to bed and I'm a little anxious there anyway, so I don't like being halfway around the world. I'm kind of a homer. So when I, when I travel, I get kind of nervous and I start reading articles again, and you can tell me the media is misleading me, but it appeared to me, and this is late February that this day was coming where shit was going to, stuff was going to hit the fan here in, um, in the States. It was inevitable. Uh, and it is here, and you've seen a rash of cancellations, uh, most notably um, the NBA canceled last night, uh, which I think set off an occurrence of, of like kind of a domino effect where everybody's looking up to see what the, what the league above them is doing, um, and now you've seen a whole host of sporting events and leagues suspending play. NCAA tournament is obviously... Uh, in, in question right now, what they're going to do, I would I would venture to guess it's going to get canceled, um, or at the very least postponed. I'd love to see it. I'd hate to see the door shut just as a sports fan, but I also understand if if that's the safe thing to do. Um, again, I, I'm if I'm the NCAA right now, I'm not listening to sports fans. I hope they do the right thing and they listen to professionals. Um, but here we are. Uh, it's going to be weird. Definitely a lot of people at home, um, a lot of people not going back into work right now. Schools are getting canceled for weeks on end here um, in different parts of the state already. Um, and it's scary. I mean, it's, it's absolutely scary. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not in a panic, but I think Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football said it best. It's like, I just don't want to hear your, it's just the flu takes. Like, take that to some fucking 4chan. Um, message board or like a subreddit. Just get that energy out of my face. This is a serious thing. I'm gonna treat it as such. I'm also not gonna panic and freak out, um, but proceed with caution. I hope everybody stays stay safe out there. And uh, we're gonna have a lot of good guests over the next couple of weeks while you're sitting at home, working from home, 
you know, uh, I think slacking off is probably inevitable. Um, you know, if you're, if you're driving somewhere, um, I don't know where you would be driving, catch up on some of our old stuff. we got a bunch of good interviews coming out all the time from last summer with the fishbowl. Um, but it's going to be interviews like today's. I'm going to, I'm going to have Ryan Rosillo on. Um, he is not only a buddy of mine, I did, uh, the Rosillo show with him all fall talking football. Now we're obviously talking to the NBA with the cancellation last night. Uh, so without further ado, uh, let me get Ryan on the line. Dear friend of mine and somebody with a lot of NBA insight, the Ringers, Ryan Rosillo. Rye, weird ass day. Yeah, that was um, that's an all timer. I mean, I think both you and I know, like, it's almost like you don't know how to handle it. Like, guys are still making jokes on Twitter. Maybe that's the right thing to do. And then it's like, wait a minute, how could you be so insensitive? But if we just keep this in the world of, you know, our, our last few days. You know, I'm going through my normal routine. I got to tell you, though, I stocked up in the grocery store in a way that I haven't in a long time. And you start going, all right, what's going on? And then I'm like, all right, you know, sit down and lock into some of the games. And the game I wanted to watch the most was Oklahoma City, Utah. And I'm like, what's going on with these refs? And they're meeting with the coaches and then the refs grab their jackets from the scores table. And then the T-shirt cannon starts shooting out. And then everybody's dancing and the hype team's out there. And then the PA announcer, like 20 minutes later, well, no one has any idea what's going on. It's like, hey, the game's canceled. Everybody's safe. See you later. Yeah, it seemed so, like kind of a micro. Weird. That's kind of a microcosm for the the tone this week in America. It seems like nobody knows what the hell is going on. But sports, it feels like because it's one of the most visible um, undertakings in our country, is kind of leading the charge for better or for worse uh, with the timing. I know the NBA. You could argue. They're leaders of the pack. You could argue that they were a little bit slow to act because they were still playing games against like um, the advice of some pretty smart folks in front of crowds. And then like last night was super weird. Like for you, you're watching that game. I know the refs leave because I guess one of the refs realized that he had been uh, officiating a jazz game earlier in the week. Uh, and of course, yeah. might have come into contact with Gobert and or uh, Donovan Mitchell. Uh you know, I'm watching QC UNC and I'm watching these kids go to the the locker room and they're kicking UNC's ass. And I got I'm I'm thinking as a player for Syracuse, I don't know if you check your phone. I mean, NFL players check their phones at halftime. Uh you're like, "What the fuck is going on, dude?" Uh you know, they're canceling canceling the NBA season or s- suspending it. But when you first get that news, you don't know what the the word suspension means. Uh why are we even going back out here and playing the second half? You got the Big East like randomly hanging on today, canceling the game at the halftime of, of Creighton and somebody else. All the Power Five Thank conferences God. were shut down. Yeah. And then I'm watching commercials in between the breaks, hyping up the tournament with uh, with stadiums full of people. It's one of the most surreal things I've ever seen. Yeah, you brought up kind of the, the, the entry point to this, which is, you know, what, what were the leagues supposed to do? And, and I think... I think we have a history of like, I know whenever there's some sort of virus, like I'll read some Newsweek or the economist and I read about it. And then, you know, there's a scientist that tells you like, if this, this, and this happens, you know, that all these things, and then it doesn't ever happen. Right. Right. Like Y2K is maybe one of the biggest examples of like, I'll never forget my father going to Costco. This is us living on the vineyard. And, you know, I come back to visit over the uh, Christmas break and, 
you know, the, the pantry's full of peanut butter crackers and water. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, man, this, he's like, this Y2K thing. I'm like, so. So we're just going to eat peanut butter and crackers? <laughs> and I'm going, what? You know, and then nothing happens. So, you know, we're probably conditioned to this for just the regular people walking around all the time going like, okay, you know, whatever. Like, what is this really going to be? And then it becomes politicized, which, you know, we can probably touch on later. We don't have to, uh, I go either way on that one. Yeah. And you know, you don't, you know, you don't really know, like, what are you supposed to do? So then when you look at like, how could the NBA even have these games? Like, here's what I know about how like predictable we are. There's, there's two things. One is if we do too much in the beginning, then people are going to freak out about like being quarantined and violation of human rights and all of these different things. And then if it got really bad because people didn't take enough precautionary steps, then a lot of people later on, maybe the same people would be like, they didn't do enough. Right. right. Like I remember reading, I was reading like this professor's whole thread from, he was from China and he was, he was complaining about a violation of human rights and all these different things. And you go, you know, like if, if you have to step up to prevent something, you know, I'm not necessarily against it as like, you get older, right? Like we all, we all hope that maybe overreaction is, is the only thing that happens here. Like, Oh, this is just big overreaction. But when it comes to the leagues or the NCAA tournament, all these different things and everybody's saying like, Oh, all of this stuff should have been canceled before. How did anybody do all of these things? Here's what I do know. Like a lot of people usually aren't in a hurry to forfeit a ton of money. Yeah. No, no, no. Before yeah. they actually know what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So, well, and it's been something you could see the leagues and it starts at the top and the NBA for whatever reason, and uh, I believe it was Bill Russell said that I think that you know David Stern would be proud if he were he- here to see um, Silver's kind of action plan, which was out ahead of a lot of leagues. You saw it, though. I mean, down to the Big East. The Big East is like, well, we're starting the game. We don't know anything. And during the first half is all these cancellations, and including, I think, you know, I don't know, sequentially as it happened today, but the MLB, you know, NHL have suspended uh, their action. The MLB is talking about moving um, opening day back two weeks. It just seems like everybody's looking up, and as whoever is making the decisions on top makes a decision, then it's a domino effect. Uh, But, of course, the last group, and you alluded to this, uh, is the NCAA, and I think it's inevitable they're going to postpone the the tournament in some form or fashion, but the issues you have with the NCAA are, okay, if it's going to be May Madness, how many kids are going to be eligible? Uh, because, you know, somebody brought up, I saw today, that a lot of guys that are going to the, uh, to the draft in the second semester, uh, they might not be even eligible because of their grades from the first. A lot of guys are getting ready for the draft. Uh, how would that come down? How do you see the NBA draft affecting, uh, and, and just in general, how do you see the NCAA tournament thing playing out? Do you think they can salvage it? They're going to try to do whatever they can because they make so much money off yeah. of that. Like the NBA knows where its money is <clears> coming from. This is a hit. I don't know enough about what insurance would cover for arenas. Um, but now you have an NBA package with ESPN and TNT, ABC, where it's like, okay, now they don't have that inventory. And then that carry through effect is like make goods with advertisers. So, you know, these are high-level conversations happening. I text somebody at the NBA today. I go, is there anything that you can tell me that helps me understand, like, some of the options just so I don't sound like an idiot? You know, right. I feel like I'm one of the voices that people are like, oh, do you have anything? And he just went, we don't even know. Like, we don't know what we're doing. It was 
it was really simple to think of it this way. Like, what if the entire Jazz team needs to be quarantined, but they didn't suspend games? Yeah, no. So then what are the Jazz supposed to do? Drop out of the playoffs, lose every game, or did they stay in the playoffs, end up being an eight seed? Or, you know, like, what are you going to do? So Silver, who is quick with this stuff, um, and I think does a terrific job, like when when it's time to act, he acts and he goes and does it. And, you know, everybody else kind of followed suit. But the NCAA, because of the money made from this one event, that happens in a very short amount of time, I'm sure they're going to try to salvage as much as they can. Now, as far as the draft, most of these front office guys have been watching these kids um, for over a year for the guys that are at the top of the draft. Like mm-hmm. even the James Weissman, who you know only played a couple games in Memphis, like people know his deal. Anthony Edwards, who could be the number one pick out of Georgia, that team's not making the tournament anyway. What the tournament does, like there's still the work has been done by these scouts I've been texting to or texting with and talking to since you know November. The thing that always seemed to happen with the tournament is that some guys would have some run, and the front office would always bitch that now their coaching staff, for the first time watching these guys, would have a completely misguided sense of who a player is. Right, right, and right. Um, kill it in a couple tournament games. So I really think the names that we feel would be in the top of the draft are still going to be the same names for the NBA, despite maybe one guy that would jump up because, because he had like a really good run. Like Derek Rose was a bit of a late bloomer to end up being the number one pick over Michael Beasley. And that was that Memphis team that should have won a title and, and went on this big run. But I, I don't think that the draft will look entirely different just because of who's playing. And you know, I'd, yeah, I'd even imagine too, like there's probably guys, maybe the impact that you're thinking of is if they play the tournament in May and the draft is in June, does that mean a bunch of these guys decide? That's know, exactly that's playing. exactly at, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, right, but I'm looking at like, you know, eight of the top ten picks. They're probably not even playing in the NCAA tournament anyway. Right, because they're just so, by 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 circumstance of their team not being very, very good. Uh, no, an Obi yeah, Toppin would be different. These guys, yeah, Toppin is is obviously one of those guys who could make a run. Um, but there's a lot of these guys are on some bad teams and then you get some foreign guys and then, you know, LaMelo's overseas and then RJ Hampton's overseas. So, um, I, I don't think it'll impact at least this class. Of I know there's, there's no kind of, um, there, there's not a precedent for this, but I, the strike shortened season in, in the late eighties with the NBA, uh, the rights fees were still paid. Uh, I'm just seeing for networks. So I, I, I don't know how it goes down. Uh, Completely unprecedented. Is there anything this reminds you of? I know that, like, I was sitting there today, uh, just in general or in the sports world. It, there's, there's nothing. I mean, you mentioned Y2K. You know, there's been other like you know, NCAA tournaments been canceled right now. As we uh, canceled or postponed? Canceled. Suspended or canceled? That's that's key uh, key language there. I, I'm going to keep asking Cowboy Reed back here if it's canceled or not because I can't fucking believe it. If it's canceled, that's just – it's crushing for sports fans, but it's the right thing to do because – ah, oh, that sucks. I mean, I was saying last night – I mean, it's tough not to talk about this insensitively. You're going to step on a landmine all the time because obviously the pretense of anything we're talking about, uh, people's health – and by the way, I think the issue that people have about – where we are right now in the U.S. from te- from a testing protocol standpoint, as you look at a, a country like South Korea, and what you hope is that the, the the new cases plateau. Like in late February in South Korea, 
there were like 800 new cases a day. Now it's down to like under 200. So like they've made progress, but they've also, you know, we've tested 11,000 people total. They test about 10,000 a day. So we have to catch up from that from that standpoint. But getting back to the NCAA tournament, I think that, and it's tournament, not tournament. We had this big debate this week. You say tournament, right? I say tournament. Okay, good. Um, so the the issue is just like with Gobert and the NBA, and and I heard uh, who was it talking about it on TV uh, today? It was Fran McCaffrey from Iowa. He said the minute Gobert got sick, we knew that the Big Ten tournament uh, would be canceled. It was just that was the end for us. It hadn't happened officially. And to your point, if the entire Jazz roster got sick, they can't go on. If there was one player that got tested positive for coronavirus, even in these empty gyms, the whole tournament was gonna get canceled. So this was, or postponed, this was was probably inevitable. I would have liked to have seen it po- postponed and left open-ended, but maybe for the various reasons we've talked about, it's a, that's that's why it's it's a done deal. So that's done, canceled, canceled? Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing it. I, that's that's how many times I, I'm like, canceled? The, the C word, canceled? Yeah. All right. Well, as we're doing this on the fly, then we'll just, you know, we're talk about reacting live to it. Um, you know, no one likes the NCAA. Everybody hates it. Um, Jay Billis was thrilled to be able to rip it again uh, the other night because, you know, we were able to say hey, pros are suspending games in, in the NCAA. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't mind people trying to figure out what the right call is here. I, I don't mind people trying to get all the information and the tournament hadn't even started yet. No, and we had a week. Right. Did we need, like, that's what I just, I, there's plenty of things about the NCAA. I would agree with the criticisms of, but I think they, they end up becoming this thing where it's like the tournament hadn't even started. Okay. The NBA had a bunch of games last night and they had a player they knew was infected and a ref that had repped his game. And then another player, Donovan Mitchell being, um, infected with this disease and it was like okay all right and then enough like we don't even know if this team's going to be able to play that's it we have to suspend this immediately the NCAA tournament didn't start last night so for them to go all right well let's see what's happening and now to ultimately cancel today i guess everybody's happy but it won't be like somebody it'll still be oh they waited too long and they waited too long because the thing hasn't started yet i know big cat's not happy big cat says he's going to give him and that joke has not aged well he said he said he was going to give himself the coronavirus if the NCAA tournament was canceled. So we need to go check on Big Cat. I would just say this, though. <clears throat> you know, that I agree with you. Like, I am totally – I mean, the NCAA, it's, it's a big racket and all that stuff. I agree. But we were all going to sit our asses in chairs and watch that, that fucking tournament. I mean, we were going to be glued to it like we are every year. So we can be holier than thou, but also realize that, you know, just because they were the last – folks at the dance, save for the XFL here, who I don't think is taking any action. I think the XFL might lean into this thing and say, you know, we're going to play through the coronavirus. That's our brand, which is just totally... two games a week. Yeah, I mean, and we're the XFL. It's basically wrestling. Um, And I don't know about WrestleMania yet. I do want to give props to the Ivy League because really we're giving the NBA credit here. Usually when the Ivy Leaguers do something, you should follow, and they were like the first ones. Well, I don't know. I would counter that. There's plenty of Ivy League rallies I've gone. That looks like a tremendous waste of time. But um, <laughs> when, it, when it came to this, uh, when it came to this, yeah, I mean they were they were on it, and 
you know, that's, that's what this whole thing is. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my day differently. Like, I don't know what to do. I've been outside yet. And it's weird, especially to be in LA where you go, okay, well, you know, the beaches are always pretty empty this time of year. Um, I'll probably go down and get my read on, you know, do a little of the arts and crafts here at the house, a little writing, a little editing. <laughs> well, the social know? distancing, and, the social distancing thing, as the kids say, is finna be a breeze for you. For me, I've been prepping my whole life for this. I've got my go bag. Um, I've got, you know, I've got, I've got self defense down, and I'm not gonna lie. I you got self defense down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about that part. And then, I, uh, I'll, I'll admit, I was on Zillow last night looking at some stuff outside of, outside of the more populated areas of Utah. Hey, listen, I. I don't think anybody, and it's not about, and I understand the whole the whole battle raging between the uh, COVID-19 truthers who claim it's just the flu, all that. And it very well might not be as disruptive, you know, from a, <clears throat> a medical standpoint as the flu, uh, as you look at it, looking back whenever this thing clears up. But it's scary shit because, one, it's killing people. You have, to, you have to take that into account. You have to be serious about that and be, be real about that. Some... You know, I worry about people my parents' age, you know, and there's this whole, like, I'm just going to treat it like the flu. I'm just going to power through it. I'm going to be out doing my thing. Okay, well, you might not infect you. You you might not get sick and die, but you could infect somebody who's at risk. So I get all that. But I think it's human nature looking at the social disruption, the, uh, the, the civic unrest here. It's like we said, it's the weirdest fucking time, I think, uh, in my adult life for sure where I've looked outside and I've been like, are people out there doing things right now or are they not? And I drove into work to do this pod and there were a lot of people on the road. It's actually very nice out here on the East Coast, but it's weird, man. Like the flowers are blooming, spring's starting a little early. Um, and you know, everybody would be buzzing and outside right now. The bars would be hopping. Nobody's gonna do anything. St. Patrick's Day is gonna be weird. Uh, they're, they're canceling marathons, of course. Those, those are afterthoughts at this point. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's bizarre. I don't think anybody's wrong for hopping on Zillow. What not don't, don't, don't blow uh, the secret, but I guess there's no way to ask this without blowing the secret, but describe your doomsday prep. Like, where would it be? What would you have to do? What are the factors you're looking at? Well, I've heard a family can, uh, can make a rough day better. Um, that's what I hear. And that, you know, no matter what your kids until they get older and hate you, but for, for a good stretch earlier there, they they're always like you no matter what they don't judge you. And, and people need that. You know, uh, I've done some research on it. It's not healthy to not interact with people. So I don't even know how much longer I have, but, um, <laughs> I, I, you're always welcome at the homestead out here. I know. I appreciate that. But I, uh, I got a, I got a tent. I got a pretty good bag. I, I love buying backpacks. I have my, my whole Kilimanjaro kit is ready to go, by the way. Oh, good. Well, um, we're not going to be headed there for the foreseeable future. Right. I've this got, is a good um, time to, to read. To, yeah, I mean, this is the hell of a time to be like, hey, I want you to know I'm still committed to that Killy climb. Yep, yep, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> it's good. In my spot. I just, good. I just re-upped on all my gear. Good. Like, I'm still trying to figure out how Amazon <laughs> stock is going to the tank. I mean, obviously, everybody's stock is going to the tank here right now because the Dow's lost like 8,000 points in a couple weeks, which the flu, again, money is not as important as life and death, but uh, the flu doesn't cause an 8,000-point crash in just a couple weeks. So um, 
and maybe that's just an overreaction. But yeah, I've got a, I got a crossbow. Um, I bought a bunch of rice. Oh, good. Um, you bought you bought rice. I, I bought rice too. A lot was, of rice. That was and, on my you know, list. I, look, we all hope this is a big overreaction. If the worst thing ends up being that I have extra chicken breast that they're in the freezer that I need to chuck because I never used them, then that's great. Then I'll you know, extra I'll chicken, breast. chicken breast. I'm telling you, I'm gonna watch a lot of movies. Um, I'm probably going to be at home a lot. There's, I'm going to catch up on a lot of TV shows. And this shit all sounds trivial to talk about, but on a serious note, I just think, you know, there has to be some levity. We've talked in private about, okay, what's the limit? Like on, because we have seen people like, you know, you got to get the jokes off uh, and people have been just firing away. But now it's not as funny when, uh, when it's a bit of a state, state of emergency here domestically. And I, I do think that like looking at this thing, <laughs> Our society kind of hangs by a, a little bit of a thread. You know, it's like a, any imbalance, a little bit of panic, and this, is, this shows the power of sports. Because if you were just watching TV all day, you'd think everybody was in their house and it's like a ghost town out there as all these cancellations are coming down. Uh, and it will make you feel panicky. And then you go out in the world and I see cars driving around, I see people. Um, we will probably get through it. Before I let you go, what's your prediction for, and I know it's impossible to predict how this plays out uh, from, a, from a standpoint of this virus leveling out, but where do you, where do you think if you're um, Adam Silver, what are the ramifications of postponing and delaying, not canceling, and you know how far will they push this thing into the summer? Um, well, I don't think they're going to make any, I don't think they know the answers to any of those things today so i certainly don't know those answers now if we're just sitting here you know guys talking like well how do you yeah i mean speculating out? like if china if china were able to get the numbers down if korea or south korea i think is the only one we have numbers on um they would yeah, we definitely to, like, don't have any numbers on north and, korea or russia yeah, and then turn it back down you know like i was looking at the numbers all over the world this morning and confirm cases but that's the scary thing it's confirmed cases versus you know how many people are walking around not knowing that they're infected. Um, but I'm sure the NBA would like to get this thing going where maybe they have to just cancel regular season games and, and make up for there. But then this ends up being a much longer thing. You know, the oddity of something that I've been talking about now for a while is that I thought the NBA should just change its schedule to start on Christmas and then, you know, avoid football, let football own the fall. Mm. And then your playoffs are starting in July and you have your NBA finals in August and you own all of that television property because you don't care about going up against baseball anymore. The reason we see, you know, the basketball tournament or the big three or these other things that are popping up left and right is because there's like this. That void. It sucks. Yeah. Unless it's the world cup, it sucks. And I can't, I can only watch so much, um, NFL network, you know, footage of people quietly talking over a, a D line individual period at a practice. You know, like, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, right, or like, you know, <clears throat> the, the way the Cowboys skill guys get treated with their contract negotiations, like, it's absurd mm-hmm. the amount of content people think, because, you know what, it isn't, like, it's interesting for the day or two, but when it ended up being, like, four weeks of Ezekiel Elliott, and you just go, oh, my God, like, I don't care about this at all. No one cares. There's no way this is that interesting. I wonder if the NBA would go, okay, you know, we still don't have an answer here in April. We're not quite sure what to do. We need to be safe. I also think when it comes to the TV partners, you, you only have so many options here, even though it's definitely different than the three networks and a cable. It's, 
it's still, hey, we have to make sure ESPN, ABC, and TNT are happy about us as a partner. And in turn, the television you know, options have to look at the NBA. Like Everybody has to play nice here. This is where the relationships really come in between a commissioner, between a president of a network, you know, a Jimmy Vitaro who's running ESPN for Disney. And these guys going like, look, we know the right thing to do is we have to think health first, but we also, let's not kid ourselves, inside this room, how are we protecting the product? How are we making sure that we're all happy with some kind of solution? And, you know, if this thing gets really weird, then none of this is going to matter, right? But yeah. if it's able to be controlled, I, I'm, you know, I don't know how quick they're going to push ahead. You know what I'm kind of interested, though, Chris, is because we know this is going to happen, and this is back to the part where, we're, yes, we know PSA, it's, it's health first, but I'm really going to be entertained by the people that use this as some kind of excuse in sports. Yes, you brought that, like that up, was, yep. That, yeah, like I guarantee the NCAA, if they never play the NCAA tournament, and then when people are saying the players should be paid more, they're going to go, you know, we took, we took a massive loss. Took a big loss back in 20, so we're in the red. We definitely can't. I I think there'll be guys, like, if they screw up a draft pick in the NFL, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, we couldn't couldn't fly them in to get a real visit. So, you know, that's how we screwed up. Pro days are probably going, you know, spring ball is going to go. Actually, I just heard UVA canceled all – or the NCAA or UVA? NCAA canceled all spring sports. Do you get the idea – and, by the way, along your uh, line of people wondering what might have been, I mean, a team like Dayton – has got to feel like, hey, I mean, I'm sure there's NBA teams right now who feel like they're hot and you feel like this is their year. No, that's, that's a great example. But Day- Dayton's, Dayton's the perfect example yeah. because you've got um, <clears throat> a once-in-a-lifetime talent at Dayton in Obi Toppin. You've played well. You've passed all, all the necessary tests so far to earn a one seed. And at this point, without a clear, you know, uh, well, they're outside of Kansas to me, uh, without a clear front runner, you've got to feel like you have as good a chance as any. And if you were a student at Dayton in 2020, one of those kids that got shot with you know uh, rubber bullets last night uh, partying in the streets, um, you probably say, "Hey, we we could have had it." Yeah, that's a great example because it's not like you know Duke knows they're going to be back in it. Oh okay, yeah, how about Duke canceling? Like, Duke, yeah, oh Duke, we're canceling. Yeah, we know you're canceling. You were going to fucking win it anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Dayton one is, is a really good example. Because, you know, the NBA thing, you know, if, you, if you're this Clippers team in this front office that put together maybe the best Clippers team ever, you know, you're like, okay, if you're LeBron and you feel like this is my last great chance of getting a ring. I mean, yeah. you know, again, none of this stuff. Is no, important. none of this stuff no, is more important than health. But, I mean, it's sports, sports right. podcast. Yeah, right, right. Um, there, there's just going to be a lot of, there'll be a lot of this because people love, if you give people excuses, they will use them. I just, there's some that we can't even think of and it's going to be a massive eye roll. And there's going to be like a guy like us that talks for a living. That's going to be on the debate desk and he's going to say, well, you know, the coronavirus not happened. LeBron would have taken would have overtaken Jordan. Yeah, right, <laughs> so, right, right, dude, right. Seriously, going I can see it on first take now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think? Do you um, think? Hey. Do, do you think that some of this was pushed uh, or attempted to be pushed for? Like when I heard LeBron say, "I'm not playing with no fans in the in the stadium." The NBA being more of a player league, do you get the sense from behind the scenes that guys were pressuring for this to happen uh, before it happened, before it all developed last night? 
or uh, has this kind of all happened simultaneously? Was there like an effort by players that kind of kind of stonewalled, and then uh, and then that resistance kind of relented as this stuff developed, or the other way around? I actually think it's 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 different than that. I think LeBron was saying something that sounded cool, where he was like, "I only play for the fans," you know, "I'm not going to do it." I don't think he understood the magnitude of this. I didn't understand the magnitude of this when he said what he said. And I think like all of us with another day of trying to sort through all the bullshit and get good information, which unfortunately is way harder than it should be. Um, I'm sure people were like, no, no, dude, what we mean is by this. And then once he understood that was fine. I don't think that the play was suspended by the NBA because LeBron and other players didn't want to play an empty. Well, they had no choice eventually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it had everything to do with going whole, like apparently because I had somebody call me and go, hey, Gobert has it. And I was like, you'd be kidding me. He goes, my brother is at the game. And Chris Paul went up to the bench and was like, hey, what's up with Rudy? And the trainer like yelled at Chris Paul. He was like, get away from here. No. Like, turn around. Yeah, he was like, get out of here. And Paul was like, what? What? And that's how it all happened. And then somebody else, like I said, because I didn't know, and it wasn't like I was going to tweet out, because I'm not sure, and I'm not going to... Yeah, you don't want to be like breaking news guy. Not that no, anybody well, was going mean, cre- to... Not that any of these assholes would have credited you anyways. Maybe Woj would have. No. no, I look, here's the thing. I can't get that stuff wrong, because I don't do it. Right. So every now and then when I know something, I'll, and I know, I, I know it's right, I'll say like, hey, this is kind of probably what's happening here, or whatever like that. And honestly, Woj had it minutes later anyway. Right. So it wasn't like trying to get into the breaking news thing, but it was me at home going, what is going on? And that's, that I think is the scariest thing. And I'll ask you this question. Like, how would football guys handle this? Yeah. Like, how would you say this is a week before the, say right now it is the end of August. We're getting ready for week one. What yeah. the hell would you guys be doing? Man, I don't know. Um, if it was the beginning of training camp, I would have said, yeah, let's give this some time. You know, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, you know, it's like when the, yeah. it's like when the lockout happened the first time, uh, this was, you know, the year we were supposed to have the hall of fame game. So we were supposed to have five preseason games, which is brutal. It's the kiss of death. And you know, when the lockout happened, everybody was like, huh, you know, less, uh, less CTE, less load on the joints. I'm going to be running around like I'm 17 week one, the way it should be. Um, I think, you know, having said what we've said, first and foremost, it's about the health of the fans. And I think looking at this, I was kind of going through in my head, which sports, hypothetically, had the NCAA tournament been able to play out? To answer your question, I think the NCAA tournament would have actually been fine. My inclination initially was like, hey, among essential staff, I think that, you know, for a TV viewer, cheerleaders and the, the people like making the background noise, like that's that's part of the soundtrack of an NCAA tournament game. I don't hear the fans a lot, especially like I was watching ACC uh, tournament games that were, they seemed like they had almost been quarantined. They were so like, you know, I think it was Pitt, NC State. You could be- barely hear any fans. I think the NCAA is bizarre would as it would have been. It, it would have added like an, an interest factor where you'd, you'd be able to hear the coaches. I think the ramifications would have been interesting. You know, coaches yelling something to a player, an official, you're going to hear it. Um, and the atmosphere, you know, guys can get in an empty gym and play their asses off. You need that adrenaline in football. I mean, like, if this were happening in the fall, 
there is no way you could play games without fans. And I know we're past that. But hypothetically, that option will be off the table. I need Tordal, I need Adrenaline, I need three hours to warm up, two hot tubs, and I need 70,000 people screaming. Uh, I think that would have been number one. If we're gonna do things without fans, uh, you know, and this had happened in the NFL season, you can't do it. Number two, uh, you know, with football, it's even more incumbent upon players to consider their earning potential. It's just like with this lockout, you know, the reason they've been able to wage this warfare, this divide and conquer with this, with the new CBA is because uh, younger players, a lot of guys who aren't making as much, you know, they might not, not feel equipped to handle a year off, not just the financials of it. Um, and you know, the, the carrot being dangled is the, uh, the check going up next year and, or whenever that gets enacted. Um, but you know, the fact of you miss a year of football, that's like a lot of years of basketball, you know, depending on who you are, that can be a career killer. So me being an older player, I think this year had I been playing, I'd say if this was September, you know, I understand it's health first, let's take this break. If I was younger and hard headed, I might be saying, hey man, this really sucks. I mean, this is gonna take away a year of my earning potential. Um, you know, this could be a contract year. I understand it's health related. It would have been tough. So to answer your question, I think, you know, it's interesting to go sport by sport and see how they'd handle it. I think golf, you'd be fine playing without uh, anybody in the stands or the whatever they call that. Uh, baseball, you probably, I feel like, do people even go to baseball games? Um, gallery the gallery but I think football would be unique for a number of reasons and you couldn't halfway it in football not that we're, we're at that point of basketball because we're past it it's a total hypothetical but it is interesting I think it, it's health first and for some guys unfortunately a year out of football would be absolutely kill, killer I mean it was weird last night to watch uh, Vince Carter probably play his last game quite possibly and you know I don't yeah. think he woke up thinking hey, this is my last game. You know, they go to overtime. I think it was in, in Atlanta, right? And uh, and he hits a three against the Knicks, uh, and everybody's freaking out because they kind of know this could be it for him. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, there could be a guy that knows he's on his last leg uh, or he's on his last chance in the league, and he's going to miss the rest of the year, whether it's football, basketball, whatever. So these are interesting ramifications, you know, for guys' careers as well. That's a really good answer um, because I think the football thing is different because the, <clears throat> even though like it really drives me nuts when people say like, oh, you know, the average career is only this. You're like, yeah, but when it's like 17 to 1800 players in a season, you know, the, the average career numbers are driven down. Like if you really looked at, okay, yes. the top 25% of everybody's rosters, those careers are a lot longer. Yes. I mean, they just are, but you, you have seven rounds. If you just did it like the NBA or again, it's less players, but said, okay, the first two rounds, the picks, like how long are those careers? Like they're probably um, a lot longer. It's the same thing as running backs. Like the running backs that are actually the class running backs in the league, they don't just play three years. Like right. Sean McCoy doesn't play three years and then he's never in the league again. Mm -hmm. But there'd be so many voices saying, hey, I need that week one check, man. Right. Um, but again, if they don't let you play, they're not going to let you play. So I just think that the football mentality would be different. Uh, if it's going to be the too. Super Bowl, I mean, like if we're if we're heading to the Super Bowl, right? It's like, fuck. People work. I know it's in the NBA. Everybody's working their ass off to win an NBA championship. I truly believe winning a Super Bowl is one of the hardest things in sports. I mean, you got to get lightning in a bottle. You have to be in the right place at the right time. And by the way, what you do to get there takes years off your life. So an NBA player, and I I don't mean to sound insensitive. 
you know, thinking, damn, I got to sit this one out. And I was like, a, we were a one seed, we were hot. If I was on a playoff football team and I had been waiting my whole life, you know, for an opportunity at it, and this thing came along in November, or December, um, I would be crushed. And the seniors yeah. playing in the NCAA yeah. tournament, seniors. I mean, shit, it's, it's, you know, these are guys who a lot of them might not have uh, earning potential after, uh, after the NCAA, other than playing in Europe, maybe, no, not that- to downplay that. No, but it's true. Like the Dayton thing you said is perfect because you go like, what if you're one of those guys who's not projected to be a pro, but you get major minutes? You, you know, this is this epic run at this campus that isn't used to this kind of thing. Um, but the football thing I thought was a really uh, a really good answer. Um, there's also something else that happened. Like last night, I thought this was interesting. As, as you were mentioned, Vince Carter hitting that three late. Uh, they were doing the Dallas and, and Denver game, and it was you know one of the games I definitely wanted to watch as well. It was an ESPN game, and it was a good game. And they were like, you know, it makes you think that they're playing this hard because they may not know when they're going to play again. That's the part where, and you know how much I love the athletes. I always tell you I would have been a great pro athlete. I just wasn't good at sports, but I would have been like, you would have been tremendous, great luck. Yeah, like I would have, I would have done well in that role, rolling into different cities. Great locker room guy. Um, <laughs> and that's a small pool of people who feel that they would be be, be great. If they only had the chance to be great. Yeah, I I had all the other stuff down, just not the ability to play, to play. And the sports ball enough. That's the least right. important like, one. I, I would have checked a ton of boxes other than <laughs> could you actually go out there and You know play what? Well. And that's like, the way no. they fucking talk about you late in your career. They call you locker room guy, great influence, all that stuff. That's how you feel. Like, damn, <laughs> am I checking all the boxes but on the field? I mean, I yeah. <laughs> So, but you were saying. it's also, if you're a draft prospect, I don't want to hear those attributes before I hear whether or not you can play. So it's always a good right. test. You know, it's always a good test. Like whenever I hear about quarterbacks and say, oh, he's great in the room. Oh, uh, everybody loves him. Really good in the interviews. And you're like, okay, but can he fucking read But can he defense? fucking like, throw the ball? Yeah. I don't want to hear about Jake yeah. Fromm and how awesome he is. He is awesome. He seems like a great fucking kid. I love to have a beer with him. And he could be pretty a pretty good college football player. But I just watched him th- try to throw like uh, you know a go route. That's kind of part of it. Not yeah, the single right, out Jake right. like from. Two of the most impressive, two of the most impressive in person interviews we've ever had were Bryce Petty and EJ Manuel. Oh, EJ like, Manuel is the greatest been, dude ever. EJ Manuel's. I'm, I just got done doing my pod, and I mentioned him because Bruce Feldman was talking about like the guys who did well in interviews, who didn't do yeah. well, and all that kind of stuff. And I mentioned E.J. Manuel coming by ESPN's campus and, like, people were ready to introduce him to their daughters. Oh, he's the and fucking man, dude. Bruce, Bruce interrupted me. He was like, oh, my God, E.J. Manuel's, like, off the charts. He's a god, dude. He's, he's, he's a, just a great dude. But, yeah, it's a, and I don't know if this is where you're going, but, I, you know, I, I don't think necessarily anybody's playing their hardest because they know it could be their last game. Not, not right now. That's not in the my middle. point. Yeah. I, I think you're that, more like, what point. are we doing? No, see, the whole thing that I was doing is I was building up this whole thing because you know me well enough that I'm, I am in awe of, of what you guys get to do. Other than being friends with a few of you, like there are moments where I'm like, there literally would be nothing cool, cooler than running out of that fucking tunnel. There has to be like, there's nothing cooler. All right. Yeah. And I hate, I hate it when I'm at LSU games and I come out of the tunnel after the team and I feel like the biggest fucking loser. Because you're like, you're hyped up right now. You do know you're not going to add to this at all. Like, there's nothing that's going to happen. <laughs> Why don't you be an SEC game. strength so, coach? I would do it. I'd yeah. probably do it. I honestly, you know what? 
I would, I would, I don't really know enough about the science. I don't have any certification. Neither do a lot of strength coaches. (laughs) I would join an SEC staff. I think I would actually, now that you say it, just to do something different with my life. I could still do my podcast. I would just never talk college ball. You can still write. Yeah, I think I could do it. What's that? You can still write and do all the other things you do. Yeah, I could just do that. I, you know what? That might be a good idea. Four months, SEC program. I'm just around. Zip ups, never smile, jaw out, hat low, mm-hmm. four, four fingers up. Just four fingers up at all times. At all four times. Four fingers up in the first quarter. And somebody's like, hey, we're still, we only do that for the fourth quarter. The reason I'm saying all these things, there's a point to this. I'm sorry. Is that they were saying the, the game was good and competitive because it was perhaps the players aware this is the last time they're going to play. You're like, or it's two good teams. I think yeah, that's what was when the line? too much credit. <laughs> I, I'll look it up as you know what? Have your IT guys look up that line. <laughs> yeah, what was the line of that it game? It was Denver at Dallas. Denver Dallas. I imagine it was, I'm, I bet you it was a pretty low number. And Bobon had like 30, by the way. Um, but they were playing because they're athletes. You know, mm. this is the part where. It isn't an insult, but you guys can be like incredibly simple-minded about things a yeah. lot of the time. Okay, yeah. it, it's oh, we're out here. I'm a competitor. I'm clearly a competitor. If I've made it this far, I want to beat the other guy I'm playing against. And yet, there are games where you can tell where guys don't really care more so in basketball than other sports. But I'm just like, I think a lot of times when it's a guy gets hurt or he's tackled, he's like, I can't believe he got up. You're like, what do you mean he can't believe he get up? He can't These guys feel it. Always get up. He he's not feeling <laughs> it. Because the people yelling, I can't believe he got up, have never felt that much adrenaline. And then additionally, you just don't go out there and relax. I mean, some guys don't play hard, but you mentioned it's two good teams playing and football players, basketball players, hockey players, all these guys, baseball players, athletes. They're really good at just compartmentalizing issues and saying, okay, I'm going out on the court. I've entered this bucket. Everything else in my life over here is is not important and you saw it you know during 9-11 you see it now uh you'll see it whenever people get back into action but you saw it I mean last night I'm watching these games I'm thinking to myself why do these kids even like and I'm an athlete myself but if you're not in it you don't get it how are these guys playing they have to know that this AC tournament is not going to last like you're playing for nothing and there's some guys with NBA futures etc um and, and they're just out there playing. And by the way, it was funny last night. It's not funny, but it's like, here's, again, finding some levity in this, is um, I'm looking up during that Syracuse-UNC uh, game, and, and I tweeted this. I asked you if you thought it would be insensitive because sometimes I do that. Maybe you're the wrong guy to ask that stuff. I didn't get an answer quickly, so I fired away, and I was like, it is insane the amount. I didn't want to be like Ravel, you know? Why? <laughs> Why? Why wouldn't you? I, I, I screenshotted the last two games on the board last night. One of them was Washington State, Colorado. The other one was some other game I couldn't get action in on quick enough, to be honest. But I was just thinking to myself, how much money is just pouring in on these two games? Because there's gamblers everywhere who need, you know, they, they need Colorado minus 11 and a half the way they need a Salem light. Like, it's it's rough right now, dude. People woke up, and they were like, the board disappeared. I was thinking about Big Cat, okay? This morning, the board was there. It was gone by 2 o'clock, and it's going to be gone for the foreseeable future. That's why I said that eSports 
is going to be the thing, dude. I really believe that in two months, I'm going to be huddled around a live stream of a dude in Cedar Rapids playing Zelda, and I'm going to think it's the Super Bowl because I'm going to be so, you know, missing competition in sports. I'm going to be playing categories with my wife. We're going to be getting into, you know, big arguments because I'm going to miss, like, competing at something. So whether it's gambling, whether it's just seeing competition on TV, whether it's playing for these athletes, sports is going to show itself to be even more impactful than we knew before this hiatus, I think. It's going to get weird. And people need sports, but you can't do it uh, without staying safe first. Not right now. So, Rye, thank you. I appreciate you uh, hitting me up uh, and, and doing this pod today. I know there's a lot going on in the NBA, so... Yeah, I wish I had more answers for you, man. Um, Nobody has the answers. I just hope that I just hope the divorce rates don't go up because there's no sports on TV. I really think a lot. I mean, a lot of, and we could do an entire other pod on this. I'd love to do some more pods. I, I miss you, man. Hey, you have the. I was. I didn't call you back since football because yeah. I know. Um, I would have had you on every week since. People still want it. So, you get, you we got to give the look, people what we want. Maybe stuff. we can do a home and home. We'll do, you know, chalk, ringer, chalk, ringer. Let's do a home and home. Come on next week. Let's Come do on home. next week. I'd love to. Let's do it. We got plenty of time. So we'll, do, we'll do, you know what we'll do is we'll do a festival ranking. <laughs> Let's do it. I just, I'm ready to rank like everything. <laughs> I'm ready to rank. You love ranking stuff. I, I will rank anything. You throw it my way, I will rank it. We'll rank some shit. We'll do some home and homes. We're back. We're back. You know, hey, listen, out of the darkness comes some light. Yeah, I, I, I really, I made a joke on Bill's thing. I said I'd rather die than not be able to work out, but I don't want to be. <laughs> Get that home gym fired but I don't know up. what to do. Get that bow flex. I don't know what to do, but I, I was going to go out on the beach today and start doing some maybe, you know, high knees, some sandbag stuff, but it's pouring. It's really weird to be in LA and all this stuff's going on and on top of everything else pouring rain up. Yeah, prayers up to you, know. man. But again, you're going to be a social distancing all-star. I am praying for you. I wish you the best. Again, you are welcome at the homestead here, but we would require you to Thank drive you. across the country, not fly. No problem. I, I could do that, too. I, I've never done that trip. I've always wanted to, but say hi to the fam for me. And okay, buddy. Talk to you next week. So that was Ryan Rossillo, um of The Ringer and of uh, NBA Twitter fame. You know, and, and Ryan, I think, is just like everybody else. Doesn't really know what to expect. Um, and again, like, it's fun talking to Ryan. This is kind of one of those weird situations you got to make the best of. You know, I think there's a thin line between adding some levity um, and joking about a very serious topic. You know, I've seen a lot of people going about that the wrong way. Um, but again... It's here, first and foremost. Um, the disruption is, 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 you know, is secondary to the health issue, and obviously sports is part of disruption. Um, it's, not, it's not something you need to survive. So we'll be okay without uh, the NCAA tournament, but certainly, you know, as sports are something that, you know, ideally if you're in a situation like this where people are afraid, people are feeling you know, a lot of unrest, you know, sports can be kind of a thread to, to keep people together, but there's just no way to do it right now. Um, and, and, uh, it's going to be weird. I, I don't think, I don't think 
foreseeing or forecasting the next three, four months. It's hard to do right now. Maybe things will level out. Uh, but with the drastic measures that have appropriately been taken by now the NCAA, as we just learned you know, live, uh, the NBA, the MLB, NFL, a lot of their teams are um, suspending operations um, you know, as far as sending people to pro days and MLS, um, a bunch of different sports and leagues, uh, making the necessary calls. I don't think I've ever seen, or that we, we will have ever seen a continuous disruption of, you know, that, that, that thing we, we don't take for granted. We love it, but I don't think we sometimes realize how important it is to us in society is the distraction of sports and um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that plays into people feeling like, you know, it's business as usual through a lot of these disruptions. Again, um, you know, I, I hope everybody stays safe out there. The social distancing thing, that, that, that's gonna be interesting. Catching up on a lot of movies, a lot of, uh, a lot of reading, and I'm gonna do a lot of pods, okay? so. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to take it upon myself to churn out as much content as I can to uh, help fight the boredom. Unless you're absolutely bored with my pod, I can't help you. Um, but I do wanna say like, I, it's not lost on me the fact that, you know, my, my problems um, in the middle of this thing, you know, a sports fan's problems, a guy with a podcast problems, they're not really problems. You know, there's people worried about losing their house, you know, because they don't know how their bills are going to get paid. Um, you know, they don't know how long they're going to be home from work, how it's going to small business owners are going to get hit. Um, I've talked to a couple buddies that own small businesses and they're worried about it. Um, you know, there's obviously people who are worried about the virus itself and should be very worried about it. I think everybody's worried about it, but, um, you know, I, I think even if you're in that healthy range of people that, you know, you could be led, led to believe the death rate's much lower. You know, you might not even show that many symptoms. It might feel like a common cold. Um, consider the people who are at risk. I'm gonna try to isolate myself as much as possible. Um, you know, because I, I do come in contact with older people sometimes. Um, you know, I have kids at home. I know that it's not a big issue for kids yet, um, knock on wood. But these are things that are in my head. Like, am I worried about myself? No, I mean, I have a healthy respect for this, th this virus and there's a lot of unknowns, but um, I worry about transmitting it to people that it could have a negative effect on. So I hope everybody takes it seriously without going like full um, apocalypse. Like, I don't wanna see any like Mad Max shit going on out there. I hope, uh, I hope as a country, as a, as a society, we can kind of come together and pass this test. And that's gonna, of course, have a lot to do with uh, if the government can get off its ass and get something done, get people tested. Um, so I'm thinking about uh, all the listeners out there. I hope everybody's staying safe. I hope everybody um, is getting their um, affairs in order and that everything is okay in your life, even with this disruption and uh, even in the midst of this scary time, I will be churning out content um, as much as I can. I'm in fact bringing my little shiny portable podcast unit home. Um, and for you YouTube users, 
I want to uh, urge you to continue to pop over and check out Apple Music, Spotify, because we will be doing a lot of audio only stuff late night, couple candies. You know, after 8 p.m., Chris Pod is going to be, it's going to be a buckle up type thing. So um, I'm going to churn out some of those. Anyways, tweet me, tell me what you want me to podcast about. Tell me some topics that you uh, leave some comments on stuff in the YouTube uh, comment section at Chalk Network on Twitter. Um, you know, IG, you know, fucking hunt my IG down, comment something you want, you want to hear uh, me talk about. Um, and I will do my best to, uh, to churn out some content that you can pass some of these uh, slow, slow days, social distancing. Um, stay safe, everybody, and, uh, and take care.